If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. In this episode of Mind Pump, yes, we had the Box and Burn boys here, our favorite English fellows. They are. Uh, they've got a, a great podcast. Um, they've got a great, two great gyms now in Southern California: boxing, cardio, fitness, um, and they're also hosting uh, certification courses for trainers. Yeah, they're going to do it right here at our facility. At our facility, actually, they are. They're going to be hosting one at our facility. But it's cool because you get uh, you get units right for mm-hmm. different certifications. CEUs, yeah, yeah, for like NASM, I know was one of them. ISSA, AFA, I forgot the other one. AFA is yeah. the other one. Uh, we had great conversations with these guys. The following episode, we talk a lot about uh, fitness business. It's the business end of things. Yes. Um, so if you're in the fitness industry, if you're a trainer, or if you're thinking about um, pursuing a business in fitness, this is a very informative episode. Really dive deep into their business and what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And of course, we talk about their boxing certification and what that entails and why it's different from other uh, boxing certifications. Um, and it, of course, like Justin said, we are hosting uh, one of their certifications here October 8th. 8th, yes. Uh, I believe we might have actually said 7th in the episode, but it is the 8th. It's a Sunday, so plan on that. Put yeah. Mark that in your calendar. And you can come here to Mind Pump Media uh, Studios and do your course here. And it's taught by... The Olympian, uh, Tony Jeffries, and of course his partners, Glenn Holmes and Kevin Watson, who are the guys that are going to be on this episode you're about to listen to right now. Now, if you want to sign up for the certification, it is limited space. As of the recording of this intro, there's only eight spaces left. They only have 30 people per class. Hurry the hell up is what we're trying to get at. (laughs) To sign up, you go to Box and Burn Academy. That's Box, B-O-X, the letter N, burnacademy.com. It's going to be here October 8th in San Jose at Mind Pump Media Headquarters. And if you use the code MINDPUMP, you'll get $100 off. And that code is only good for 48 hours. Oh, shoot. There you go. 48 hours and it's done. So when this episode drops, that's it. Uh, 48 hours and and then it's no good. So uh, without any further ado, here we are talking to Tony Jeffries, Glenn Holmes, and Kevin Watson. I want to talk about, uh, you did a post like maybe a couple of weeks ago about another f- great fitness mind that you had on your show, and you actually said that their uh, episode was better than ours, so I have a bone to pick with you. Yeah, about that. Oh, man. I want to get to the bottom of this right now. <laughs> yeah, who, how come we're not your favorite? Who the fuck is this guy, and I wanted to, what, how did he actually have a better episode than us? Who, Alan Crossgrove, uh, he was talking more about the the business side, putting systems in place, uh, where when we come on here last, he's never told me about that. Or you should have told us about that. I know. You know? I know. That's, 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 what I'm saying. that's not fair, dude. We were so caught up in the science bullshit, we didn't get to talk about the money stuff. Like, I mean, all you had to say, let's go that way. You know? it's a, it got to start with step one. Yeah. <laughs> right. Start with step one, and then you move. You know what you're doing, right? Seven then make steps, money. So what? So give me some stuff that uh, he shared with you. I mean, yeah, it was kind of t- telling us about the, like, the philosophy of what McDonald's use with the uh, systems. He, and he says, oh, like, yeah. you wouldn't go in McDonald's on a Tuesday because Peter's there and Peter makes great fries no the fries are the same one every day of the week because and that comes down to the systems that they've got in place mm. you know to, to make them so and it's the kind of the same with uh, receptionists at work that's what we use for the example like mm-hmm. every time someone comes in they need to be greeted the same you know the, do the, the, same the, ex- the counterpoint I had to that was for, for reception and front desk and all that it's, it's a great point but 
with trainers and classes and, and fitness in general, it's a very creative industry and you've got to allow creative freedom with the trainers while still maintaining a system. So it's finding that fine line where you're giving trainers creativity, but you've still got to do that within the system. Absolutely correct. Um, having managed big gyms as part of a large chain, you definitely want to have systems that makes people know that they're going to walk in and, and get what they're going to expect, right? Yeah. They're gonna, it's a certain look, a certain feel, there's classes, the greeting is the same. However, that personal connection with trainers, uh, you don't want to stifle that creativity from the trainer right. because I've been in, I've experienced this where a co- the company decided everybody has to do everything exactly the same mm-hmm. and it killed. It killed their business because they lost that. They lost that ability. So it's a fine, it's kind of a fine, uh, you know, line that you got to kind of, you know, yeah, dance but around. If we've created a class, like which we have, an, an amazing class, and a trainer's got a good idea for that class, he can't just implement that idea in the class and say, oh, now we're doing four minute rounds because this is better. If that idea is better, he's got to come to us and say, listen, I think this idea is better. And then if we all agree and we're all on the same page, then we'll put that across all classes. It's, it's you know what a, I, mean? I do. It's a tough one because on the one hand, you want to do that. But on the other hand, you know, perhaps you have 10 trainers and they're all good, by the way. So you're not, we're not talking about people yeah. who are shitty versus they're all good trainers. Mm-hmm. But you've got 10 potential laboratories of a little bit of experiment with a little bit of different creativity to where you give them enough autonomy to where they feel that they can be a little creative. And then you're going to get, that's how you're going to see what is really working. Be like that, that right there is freaking awesome. This doesn't work. So I'm going to tell you to stop doing that. But this is amazing. Let's see if we can duplicate that. And you want to be careful because you might stifle that. Well, what's it's, you guys are, you guys are embarking on probably one of the probably hardest things that someone can do when they start to branch out and they have multiple facilities and then franchise in a sense, like McDonald's or whatever, right? And most guys that have built empires that are big like this will tell you that they miss the good days when they were building it at the beginning uh, because what ends up happening is so much of your energy and focus gets put into these systems, you know, because it becomes important. Like you're right. Like, you know, a great book to read is the, the Starbucks book. I forget what it's called. Also uh, Fred factor for your front desk. So Fred factor for your front desk, the Starbucks book is really good because they did such a great job of doing that. Like you can get a cup of Starbucks anywhere in the world and you can guarantee that it's going to consistently yeah. taste mm-hmm. that way. And that is definitely <clears throat> kudos to them and their systems that they put in place and everything too, like how the front, the girl, you know, takes your order and how she talks yeah. to you, all that. I mean, the other thing to consider too is, but what, you lose yeah. the, you lose that, the, the magical little piece to it where it's unique and different and, you know, allows all mm-hmm. this uh, freedom and flexibility and different brilliant minds to kind of blossom and be their own. What ends up happening, and this is what I what I didn't like about working for a big corporation was to be on, and I forget what book this is, it talks about this, is how big corporations really don't want A players. We pretend like that we want A players, but right. we really we really want you know B minus C players, people that just do as they're told. Yeah, do as they're told because if you really surrounded yourself with a bunch of A personalities like yourself, those guys and girls don't 
stay around for very long because they eventually want to do big things like you did, right? So it's this fine line of finding the right people, right, that fit in that category of, you know, I need guys and girls that can execute, can do great things for us, but I actually only want them to be so good or knowing that I'm going to I'm going to develop them I'm going to get the most I can while they're here knowing that they're going to exit yeah, and leave right. one day from me right I, so I think personal trainers by nature at least good personal trainers are very creative people in a sense they're artists in a sense. so like if you take that ability for them to be creative within you know whatever it is that you're trying to build with the fitness facility it is going to be very destructive but I think our model is 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 great because yeah we have the structure we have the nine rounds we have the warm-up we have the shadow boxing we have the burnout but within those rounds there's there's a, a platform that for them to kind of sprinkle their own flavor in and really do what it is they do and what they you know what their strengths are yeah and the other thing too with retail um you know when you're going when you want a starbucks or a mcdonald's and you travel around the world you're going to go in you're going to walk in you're going to get your product and leave mm-hmm. when it comes to fitness um, when you look at the statistics, uh, a very small percentage of people exercise when they travel. It's actually a small percentage. Most people work out when they're home. Mm-hmm. So the the benefit of being exactly the same everywhere, lose it, you lose a little bit of that sure. with fitness. It's not necessarily the same. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Whereas if I'm traveling, I'm going to still get a Starbucks if I'm in a different state or a different country. I may not be like, hey, I'm on my vacation for a week. I want to go find the gym that I always work out at. It doesn't typically transfer that way. I think your guys is, you're, what's so brilliant about your guys' model is that you have the classes, but then you also have these little mini gyms attached to it that allows. So I, the, what I would do is I would encourage my trainers to, you know, you fucking follow the protocol that we built, you know, that's in there for a reason. And we can discuss about potentially modifying in the future and all agree upon if that's a p- good idea. But where you have your creativity is in your private sessions. Yeah, when you, exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, they be be creative. Do you unique things. You right. think four rounds is great? Well, fucking do it when you're teaching your little class. Yeah, or, you know and what that's saying? exactly what we're, what we're trying to do. You know, we've spent years, five years now on, on trying to perfect our class. Obviously, it's not perfect and it's not, it's not, um, it's not it's not amazing yet but it's it's still one of the best workouts you're going to get with within a boxing class mm. see we have five to seven trainers teaching one class we've tried just about well i'm sure there's not but we've just about most things to to make it better we've done loads of trial and error so if a trainer comes in and they're like nah this is better today mm. we're going to do this like if you do go to mcdonald's someone's not going to put triple cheese on your burger if it's a double cheeseburger because he thinks it's better right you know if he does think it's better he's going to go and tell the managers or, or listen i think if we put three cheeses sure. on this it's going to be better and that and then if it is better let's do it across everything have you identified it's, what makes some of your trainers more popular than others have you identified some of those things glenn he's really good looking yeah <laughs> <laughs> no i think i think it's what makes it uh, is is energy passion passion yeah energy it really comes down to passion and genuine care about you know what it is they do and and Helping people, and then you know a, a sincere um, sense of, I, I guess, uh, what's the word? Just sincere, a sincere sense to always want to get better and mm-hmm. continue continue to improve. And consistency is do, a big thing. Do, what how are, do you do? You guys train? How do you? Train wait, wait. I want to before you go there because what I want to know it'll help everybody who's listening and watching this too is 
what are each of you kind of responsible for the business? Like, what do you each kind of focus on the most? Like, is someone heading at the trainers most? One guy's looking more business vision and the financials. Isn't it like, what are each of your ro- main roles in, in the growth of the business or the focus? Yeah, uh, Kev's put together a, a trainer development program now, like a, a hiring system. At one time, we used to hire people like, oh, have you done boxing before yet? Can you hold the pads? Great, you're hired. That's it. That was kind of it because we grew that fast and we needed that many trainers. Uh, but now he's, he's put this system together that's, that's really good where before we even interview a trainer, we tell them, come and take some classes, try the classes out, tell us if it's for you or not. Then we want you to write a letter, not a letter, uh, uh, some notes about the class. How can we benefit having you working for us? Hmm. Where do they fit in within like what we do and can yeah. they see themselves fitting here and is it something they see themselves yeah, doing? Yeah, then from there then we interview them. So they've got to go through. So that tells us whether they want to be in this industry or not. Because in LA, more than anywhere, people want to be actors, actresses, models, whatever, and they're not passionate about this. Mm. So just that there, we can tell if they're, if they're passionate about it or not. Then we get the, I mean, for the interview. If the interview goes well, then we put them on a trainer development program or Kev's put together. Uh, so they've got to go through this long process just before they kind of get the foot in the door. Then we do some development stuff with them to see if they're ready for classes. Once they're ready for classes, then we put them on the classes, starting to shadow them. Uh, then we start paying them because they don't earn any money up to these. It might take two weeks. It might take a month. It might take two months mm. before they're ready for, for this process. And then who's who's managing the trainers like day to day? Like who's handling that? Like their- yeah. And then and then from there, once they get on the classes and all that, then then we've got a, a head trainers like Glenn is like the fitness director and he he overlooks all the trainers and. Okay. Uh, and the performance. We've got another trainer, Stephen, who's helping with the performance as well of, of the trainers. Because, we, like I said, we've got thirty trainers, so it's a uh, it's it's a big thing. The hardest thing is in business is managing people, mm-hmm. being a leader, and it's tough. It's interesting what you said at the beginning. How when people used to walk in at the beginning, it was like we needed them more than they needed us, really, because mm-hmm. like Tony said, we grew so quick. The classes were packed. We just needed manpower. But now, fast forward five years, we've built up a reputation and, and built the brand well enough. And the membership's solid and the gyms are busy, the classes are full. Now we can be way more selective in the process and start hiring better talent to is help it, it grow even better. Is the new hiring process, have you found it now to be more successful where you have less turnover or is it? Yeah, I mean, I think we've definitely had some some real like tangible success with it uh you know it's we're, we're really only about three or four months in and we've we've really only had a handful of those trainers go through that whole process it's tough because it's like okay well you could potentially lose out on some great talent if you really extend this hiring process you know to two months because people need to make money mm-hmm. quickly so but you know by extending it you really kind of weed out those people that don't sure. have the initiative and don't really have the genuine passion about even doing sure. it uh so that you know we just by doing that, we do weed out a lot of yeah. you know people that otherwise may have had an opportunity and then they end up leaving a month later. Yeah, no, the, the big issue yeah. isn't necessarily that you're going to lose people because the, the process takes too long, although that may happen. Yeah. And like you said, those probably are people you wouldn't want anyway. Exactly. The, the real issue is, is this time and money that we're investing in this process yeah. worth, worth it? it. Yeah. Because I've, uh, I've worked for you know companies that you know, they actually analyzed their whole process where mm-hmm. they did this whole long like interview process and then they found that they only improved their turnover rate by like 2% and it wasn't yeah. even worth, you know. Wow. Yeah, and yeah. then other times there's other, yeah. you know, other techniques well, and strategies. October, that are October 7th is when you guys come here, right? Yeah. 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 So yeah. October 7th, you guys are hosting a certification here in our facility 
And, you know, that doesn't mean you're necessarily going to be trainers that work for you guys. This could be just trainers that are looking for CEUs or trying to, you know, add boxing into their weapon. Is that a CEUs for uh, NASM? Yeah, for a bunch, uh, there's like three or four. Nice. Okay, so, so it even goes, to, so which is awesome. Mm-hmm. It goes goes for ACE and ASM. So you can be just uh, I, you could, one other. Yeah. So you could just be a trainer who's looking for the education piece, but then you could also potentially be looking for candidates that could be trainers for you guys at one point. Is that yeah, right? You yeah, I would like some of these trainers that come through. I know. Like, yeah, mostly for. I mean, I guess Eddie came from Austin, but he was moving to LA anyways. But uh, we most of the trainers that we have that work for us now that have come from the academy it's all been local like santa monica yeah. academies but um you know for the most part the trainers that we we see in these satellite uh academies you know they're just looking to kind of add the boxing training to their to their catalog of knowledge to work with their mm. trainers because mm-hmm. everyone that does personal training these days wants to know how to you know how to box and how yeah. to hold pads correctly yeah, exactly yeah. well so you are seeing a lot of what, interest for that from personal trainers uh, sure. specifically oh, what, definitely, yeah, yeah. And what, then, that's good. A, a huge side bonus of the, all this as well is like what we said when we do our courses in Santa Monica it's almost like it's almost like an audition because mm-hmm. they're coming we're mm-hmm. getting like 30 40 personal trainers coming in the gym and then we can pretty much take our pick and see like oh he's good he's good and then they're interested in working in the yeah, gym he's too charismatic. So it, she's charismatic it's whatever. ended up yeah. being kind of like a, a good little recruiting tool at the same time are there many uh women that, that join these classes and are super into it because i know training when i was training and training some of my clients like my female clients were super into boxing are you yeah. seeing a lot of interest yeah. in that oh huge yeah, yeah the, the women love it you know and what's your ratio how many girls in the classes more in guys the classes, more girls? it's probably like 70 percent females mm-hmm. at, the, at the boxing fitness 70 percent yeah but at the, at the certification courses, it's that's different. It's probably 50-50. Yeah. But a, a great thing about this is uh, with boxing, teaching boxing, it's really good for uh, keeping your clients, retaining your clients, because mm-hmm. every time you do a boxing session, we've done some early on with, with Justin, I've done some before him, every time you do boxing, you get better. Each session, you can see a big improvement, a big improvement. So mentally, that that's good for your clients. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And they get great results, obviously, because it's a full body workout and all that. So we're getting people telling us, like, now uh, this sounds like a cheesy sales pitch, but it's not. But they're earning more money because they're retaining more clients. They're putting boxing classes on in their gym mm. through coming out of course and learning how to teach boxing. Every so one of my top trainers held pads. Really? Yeah. I, all the clubs I've ran, I've always had anywhere between 15 to 25 plus trainers that were working for me at a time and always the the top three or five had that they yeah, were they we, were teaching it. and and what i saw from the leader leadership role was that you could just see that it was fun for clients yeah and, fun. and yeah. as for trainers yeah. you're always looking for that right you're always yeah. looking for ways to the let, entertainment right to yeah. let, let yeah. your clients have it's yeah. not just about education and all the time sometimes it's about them kind of letting off some steam and actually enjoying yeah. this session and it's such a unique thing to do with them yeah, yeah. it's i mean it's highly highly rewarding but we mentioned this and we're we're still going to be launching the online academy but when we were shooting the videos the other day uh we mentioned and talked about there's i don't think there's really any other tool in all of fitness that gives you that much of an intimate and kind of uh one-on-one experience with with a client because you're literally in there you're sweating with them you're working with them like you know you're you, you know you're sitting there burning you're not just sitting there on a clipboard writing down reps right. and whatever it is you know you're you're in there working with them and that just that is is something that you can't really replicate with any other tool. So I want each of you to give me one to two attributes that you want, that you would want in that trainer, like that to make them a badass coach slash 
boxing trainer that you that you look for? And I'm sure each of you have one or two that are unique and different. I'm sure there, there's yeah. five or ten that makes up a really good one. What what comes to mind each of you? Like, like I said before, I love energy and personality. Like personality in a personal training, I think it's so important, and it's something you kind of really teach personality. Mm. You know, if I feel like if if you're a boring personal trainer, I mean, you got <laughs> you guys can tell me that. If you're a boring personal trainer, it's going to be so hard to retain clients. Like people want to have fun, they want to enjoy it, so they come back. You know. Yeah. So if if we can get a trainer who's got a great personality, who's fun, high energy, I mean that that's perfect. Yeah, I, I'm right with Tony on that. I think that's that's the first thing that's going to help him retain clients, and then the knowledge is going to support that. So I'd say, uh, along with personality, an eagerness, an eagerness to, or a willingness to learn and get better and, and advance the knowledge and growth mindset. forever. Yeah, you know, never get comfortable in your knowledge. Always keep trying to learn and grow and build. And if you've got that with personality, you'll you'll smash it. Yeah, I think genuine initiative and commitment to bettering yourself and always getting better, not being complacent uh, as a trainer, and then also just a genuine passion and care for wanting to help people and mm-hmm. actually make them better. Because you could be a, I mean, a lot of personal trainers and we see it all the time, are great salesmen. They can sell packages, but like, what's their retention though? They might mm-hmm. sell a 10 pack because yeah. they, they, they made a great session, one session, but then are they retaining that it's person? It's not a long-term and it, plan. You know, maybe you do for two or three packages, but are you training them two or three years down the road and are they improving? You know, those people that are just strictly salesmen will be exposed eventually. That's a good, you, that's a good point it because is that, one thing that I noticed, uh, you know, managing other trainers was, you would have your charismatic, outgoing trainers who did well, mm-hmm. and then you'd have those other trainers a little more introverted, a little more, more quiet, but they also have a deep passion for wanting to help people. Yeah. So even though they don't have the same personality, they attract a different clientele, mm-hmm. and they would do just as well. And long term, I think those people, I mean, personality is a huge part of it. You have to know how to communicate with people. You have to know how to find common ground. But you know, again, if you're just strictly a salesman, and you have a great, you're a hype man, you're a great personality, like- that person that may be a little bit more reserved but is a better trainer and is more genuine and about helping those people long term they're going to make you more money mm. yeah i think they're more trustworthy as do well do you guys have do you guys have the systems in place to actually measure this and check it out like for example you said 30 something trainers you have working for you right yeah. now mm-hmm. can i see that you know susie's got a 75% uh retention, retention in her members that come to her class and you know sal has you know got 90% like do you guys have the ability to do that we don't have the, the analytics per se. Like we don't have them it charted out more so for the classes, like who's coming back and who's taking the classes. Mm. But, you know, I, I look at the, the, the trainer invoices every week to see whose clients, who, what clients they're working with. Do I recognize that name? Is it a new client? Was it a trial? Am I going to see that name? So it's more up here. So but we need mm, to put that on paper. I, yes. And let me tell you, going, getting back to, you know, how we started this conversation with how, it's very difficult to manage a large staff of trainers and getting everybody being creative, but yet focused on one goal. Um, this is something in my career that's helped me out. I was always a numbers guy, so I used to yeah. love to, you know, you know, trainers would come in and they would be so nervous and scared to uh, sell because oh, I got into this for helping people, and you mean to tell me yeah. I got to sell? Like that's mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. so to make that an easier process for them, I would help break it down um, for them mathematically so it didn't look the same. For example, like, uh, you know, we used to talk about like the average person can close at about 25%. So, and, you know, I could, and I would actually go in and figure this out for each of my individual trainers on what their closing rate was. And so I would say, okay, if you talk to 
And I would be able to figure this out individually. And this would be my one-on-ones that I'd have and say, okay, it looks like, you know, you're closing at 17%. So let's work, let's work that backwards. That means you need to talk to, you know, 75 people. We know that if you talk to 75 people, half of those people will show up to your class. We know that if half those people show up to your class, that 30% of them will potentially enroll with you. And then 17% of those, you actually close on a package. So instead of worrying about the sale and the closing, let's just work on you getting to X amount of people and focus on that number instead of stressing yourself about your sales skills because that will come and develop as you go over time. This helps you guide and lead them in the direction that you want with purpose and when you're when you're when you're breaking it down really simple like that for them. Yeah. Did you do it, all that manually? I did. Yeah. We didn't have the great great I think that's an amazing approach. It's yeah. really good. Uh the, a big thing for us is I mean without, you know, breaking it down number wise, but every trainer that comes in to work for us knows those classes, that's their platform to mm. kind of show who they are, right. what they do as a trainer. It's representation how, of them. You know, how genuine yeah. are they in, the, in their approach and how much they really want to help people. The trainers that don't take that seriously and don't believe and buy into that, they're not going to have many clients. The trainers that really believe that and put their best foot forward every single class and know how to switch it on and aren't just working the 60 minutes. They're working 10 minutes before talking to people, socializing. They're working 10 minutes after, you know, just giving people tips and, and showing them drills or whatever to fix things. Those people alone are definitely the ones that are mm-hmm. going to for sure be the most successful at our, well, with our gym. We were talking about passion and, and having yeah. the passion, and that's one of the key attributes of uh, finding a successful trainer mm-hmm. do you think uh that is something that someone's born with or do you think that's something that you train well i think passion in general I, I, there's a book one of my mentors told me about. i can't remember the name of it but like can you teach men, or can you teach uh passion like do you think is it just inherent or can you can you really develop passion and, and motivation can you motivate people i think i think for the most part you're either motivated or you're not mm. you either you either work you either have the habits and the work ethics to to make yourself successful across any platform or you don't mm. i really believe how that. you do anything is how you do everything yeah, yeah. You know, I, I, I used to sometimes i think to myself i think that because that that that's the natural inclination to believe that and i think we've experienced sure more often than not that that seems to be the case mm-hmm. but i've also had experiences not many uh but i've had them where people came to me and uh they didn't seem to have the passion because of circumstances yeah and then once i've eliminated some of those circumstances or gave them an uh, opportunity mm-hmm. then the passion can you give me an example comes out. yeah so i had i hired a guy uh years ago who um actually good friend of ours who had applied somewhere else didn't get hired came to see me applied and we started talking and i liked him there was mm-hmm. something i liked about him but he and he'll tell the story better himself that he didn't really feel he had this potential to do great things and that when he came to work for me I showed him that he could do these great things and he felt like he could trust me and then the guy just fucking blew up and he became one of the top managers that the company had ever seen and I think it was just giving him that opportunity. Yeah, is you that know? is that passion though, or, or is yeah. that you just you just gave him the gave confidence, him the opportunity, and then then he developed. That's a good point. He developed confidence, yeah. but that passion I think was there. He just didn't have a platform. Yeah, yeah that's, about? that's, that's Larry. Oh God, no, that guy's very passionate. Yeah. He's passionate about sports and everything else. Yeah. You just gave him. You gave him the confidence in what in something that he was less confident yeah. about. So yeah. it's just like I believe anybody that's probably in this room right now. Uh, you know, I could probably throw a subject or a career or a job out there that none of you have done before. You'd be like, fuck, I don't know what I'm doing. But if I built the confidence in you that, hey, you can do this, I'll teach you how to do this, you're all passionate guys, you'd probably fucking figure it out and be successful. Mm. It's finding what you like and what you love too. That's what's going to bring that passion out. 
You know, yeah. you can throw somebody in a job that they don't like and they have no interest in it and be frustrated why they're not showing passion. Well, it's because then they're not loving it. But then you think, oh, that person's not a passionate person. Are they they're performing born, though? Or are they, they, they may not be passionate about it, but are they performing? Because they can't, be, if, well, in that I, job, I, I think if they if don't you, perform, they can't just leave that job, right. go get another job and all of a sudden, all of a sudden turn They can still on. perform without passion. I think yeah, more, yeah. Uh, like, I I'd say the vast majority of people that are working office yeah. nine to five yeah. jobs are Out doing necessity, that. Yeah, yeah. I don't, right? I don't think that passion is necessary. I think it makes our job as leaders a lot easier when yeah. you have passionate people. This yeah. is again why I'm such a numbers guy because my my and it took me a long time to figure this out because I used to look at my staff and I would say, you know, I'd have my superstar fitness director or trainer that, you know, I want everyone to be like him. But the yeah. fact is there is nobody it's, else like you. It's not gonna happen. And and I and I need to stop doing that. I need to start looking at this more like a football team yeah. and that I've got a quarterback, I've got a wide receiver. Yeah. Got, even though they're all doing the same job, 100%. they really are different and unique for the company. Yeah. And so then I need to learn how to get the most out of each one of them. And yeah. for me, nothing was easier than showing them that that way with, with numbers and analytics to yeah. break it down. So I could look and see like all of their different strengths. Like maybe you guys have somebody who fills classes really, really well. But closes like shit because they just don't have that charisma yeah. or passion yeah. to sell, right? But then they're really good about going out and getting leads to drive into the the club. So, the, but then I have this other guy or girl who is lazy as fuck, never goes out, gets new leads, never drives more people into my gym. But man, put one or two people in front of them, and he will close the shit out of them. Yeah. So then I would piece these two together, and I would I would motivate the one that was already passionate, loved going out and getting leads and bringing people in to continue to do that more, because one of my favorite things to tell people is stop focusing on the things you're not good at, focus on what you're good at and be great at it. Exactly. So if you're already good at going out and doing that, I'm not going to waste my time trying to make you a better closer, because you already suck at it, you know you suck at it, you're discouraged about it, you know you're good at this, I'm going to keep pushing you to keep doing what you're good at and be great at it, and then I'm going to work on the guy who's already that loves sales and good at it, and I'm going to make him even better. Mm. Not only selling for himself, but maybe even helping others on my team yeah. and doing that. So, so how do you manage that? That I won't want to call it a double standard in a sense. I agree with you. You have to make people be great at what they're already good at. But if that person that's bringing all, if that if that person's the one bringing all the people in, but this is the guy that's closing and he's not bringing the people in. Like how do, we've had we've we've dealt with that a little bit. It's like you know some people are are selling, but they don't really ne- necessarily perform and execute the way they should in the class. But then you got someone else that executes and is just amazing and all star in the classes. But then you kind of got that 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 their ones earning more but with less effort. Like, how do you manage that? By the way, by the way, Doug, you need to cut that clip out what he's just done there because it was fucking great, yeah, by the good. way. <laughs> what you've just said was really motivating. Well, yeah. so this is, I mean, this gets my juices flowing when we talk like this because this is what I loved about leadership because it ain't fucking easy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's not easy. Like, it's not- I was going to make that point right after you said that, that it takes talent to be able to do what you're saying to do. Fuck yeah. To be able to recognize talent in other people, you need to have talent to spot that yourself and then use that to the, to the strengths. You know, it's not always easy and it's not cut and dry like oh he sucks at this oh well, yeah. fuck him yeah no it's like okay well, he sucks at that what is he good at and then f- f- it requires talent to find out what he's good at and then make him realise that he's good at that thing as well because he might not realise yeah. or she not, might, might not realise that they're good at that what they well I shared this do. on I shared this on our podcast probably a couple times now and, and because people have asked us like some of the most like paradigm shattering moments or best advice that ever was given to you and I tell this story about a time when I was probably 22 23 years old I just got into management and leadership and uh, my my partner who was a GM at the club 
uh, came in and I remember I was, I was working on all this paperwork shit because I was not an organized person. That's not what I was good at. I was good at leading people. And I just smashed goal. And in my head, I was all proud of myself. My boss was coming in. The, the district level guy was coming in to come see me. And I thought he was going to come in and tell me fucking how great I was because I just killed it, right? And he came in and told me everything that I was doing wrong and picked apart, you know, oh, you're not doing your paperwork here and your files can be better. This And it just totally fucking discouraged me. But I'm also a passionate, motivated guy. So what did I do? I sat down at my desk and I'm doing the paperwork. like I'm getting good at this. And my, my buddy or someone who became my buddy later at this time, my GM comes over and he fucking whack, knocks it all off the desk. He goes, what are you doing? And I'm like, bro, I have to work on this. Boss came in, said all these things. He's like, listen, you're 20 something years old. You're in a position of leadership for a reason. Okay. You've got qualities about you that are very, very special. This isn't one of them. Mm. Stop focusing on what you're not good at. Mm-hmm. Focus on what you're good at and be fucking great. Right. And it was like, boom, this like light bulb went off. And, and when you think about that, those people are going to be, these employees are going to be so much more motivated to do the things they're already good at, yep. which as a leader, you want to, you want to drive and you want to push that. You start focusing on the things that they're not good at and you, and you put a lot of energy that way, you're only going to discourage them. We, we had a conversation the other day about yeah. what creates job satisfaction. Is it money or is it the fact that you're providing value within well, your job? Well, most management, right? like, we, like we were saying, most- Some are different, right? Mm-hmm. The psychologies of management and how to manage people is going to tell you, no, the, the biggest motivating factor is having some sort of sense of value that they're, what they're doing, that their work is important and mm-hmm. it brings value to the business. Not necessarily the money, mm-hmm. Like any article, any book you read about managing people is going to. I mean, sure, money is important as long as they're comfortable. But like, but I guarantee we're saying value, and I agree with you. But the people that we're that we're thinking about and talking about would probably turn around and say money, well, even you, though they don't realize everyone's that it's different. probably value. Everyone is different. Sure. Everybody's You're, different. But yeah. I'm saying I'm saying the majority of people will will instinctively say money when if you you could talk to them for 20 minutes and you'd probably you'd get be surprised Sal, yeah. Sal brings up a really good point he's brought this up on the show many a times that you'll see some of the most motivated passionate people about something work for non-profits non-profits don't make money though they they you can certainly make good money well, i'm talking about volunteers yeah. have you yeah. okay yeah, yeah. yeah. Volunteers. if you if you yeah, ever say, if you've <laughs> ever worked with a volunteer yeah. who's yeah. feeding the homeless sure. or yeah. saving you know the manatee or whatever because they're buying into a vision and everybody's purpose and yeah it's really like the culture as well, eventually, yeah. if you're yeah. if you're doing something that you just really care about and want to make an impact, if you do then you do it great, eventually the money will come. I, I'd imagine, not always, but again, if, if most people, you said something, most people's instinct is to say money. Mm-hmm. That's their instinct. Yeah, just let them chase that money. But are, ever, are they ever going to find that happiness in reality? Like they can buy as many. Th- I mean, I love tangible things. I love buying nice things. But yeah. like it, we all know that that's not what happiness comes down but I think if you haven't got money money is the motivator but when you're in the position now that we're we comfortable mm-hmm. money's not motivating us mm-hmm. anymore mm-hmm. I tell you what you take an employee that did a good job and you take them in front of everybody in front of the whole staff and you talk about how great of a job they did and how awesome mm-hmm. they are yeah. that's worth more, more powerful that's worth money. more than money yeah. many times yeah. yeah a lot of you can sometimes you can give someone money kind of you know show it's on their paycheck nobody else knows and they're mm-hmm. almost like <clears throat> But nobody knows. Like it, yeah, it actually, right. you know, praising people in front of other people, very powerful, very, very powerful. Mm-hmm. Don't don't underestimate yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, right. like I think Kev hit the nail on the head when he said, if if you are concerned with like being the best and being passionate and giving everything to what you're doing, your craft, 
the money will 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 eventually come. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, because you guys are you guys have two locations up now, mm-hmm. and you're all in one or the other. Mm-hmm. You've got this great culture. You know, mm-hmm. they're all kicking ass because you, as the leaders, really believe in what you're doing and you love what you're doing. The challenge is going to be when you open three, four, five, yeah. six, and now you guys aren't in there. Yeah, yeah. how it's you replicate with two that. gyms already? Yeah. It's a challenge yeah. because look, we are, like Glenn or Tony said in the, in the beginning, we have four to seven trainers in a class. So we already have a lot more trainers than, say, right. Soul Cycle or Orange Theory or any of those studios. So we have more people to manage just by default because of how we run our classes. So we ran, we've run into that problem with two gyms. So you know what we have to do is really develop leaders that when they go, when we're ready to open a third gym, we take those leaders and mm. and, and and plant them there in that gym, and then they they understand the whole dynamic of what it means. To and that kind of comes back to what we said at the beginning, what Alan Cosgrove was telling us about the systems. Mm-hmm. For that to happen, we need the systems in place. Yes. Or me and him will be working our asses off trying mm-hmm. to do this That's shit. That's for sure. Well, the, big, the biggest challenge you're going to have with that is the buy-in from those people, from your trainers. Right, yeah. Because there's going to be pushback. The the more systems that you put in place- yeah, Going corporate. Right, <laughs> exactly. Sell out. And, and so yeah. as, a, as a forward-thinking yeah. leader, I have to kind of think already like, okay, I know that these are necessary. You know, all the smart people tell me, all the millionaires that have been that have done this before me are like, listen, if you're going to do this, you need to be more organized. You need to have it like this. You need to have these systems in place. So you know that. What will make and separate you guys from everybody else is being able to be to take that bit of information and then now implement it into your guys's clubs, but then also doing that without disrupting this cult, this amazing culture that you've already proven and built mm-hmm. to be successful because you're wanting to duplicate it. So mm-hmm. yeah. that that is definitely uh, it's challenging as fuck. Nobody knows that better than now, you guys because you guys are in it. It sounds like that's one of the hallmarks of your guys's clubs is the how many trainers are in each class, right? Why did you guys design it that way? What is it that they provide? That uh, is it? Is it because yeah, why, you said seven in a class? Yeah, it that's class, a, I didn't know. Class that. of thirty six will have seven trainers. It comes back to the intimacy of the, the mid work. That's exactly it. That's the work. The, the main attraction of the classes and the people are getting that one on one attention in a group class. And that's mm. what you can't really get that anywhere else. We are different. Th- I mean, not in, not only anywhere else, but any other boxing studio in mm-hmm. particular. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've never heard of that. Yeah, you're not gonna. You're gonna have one trainer. With you know thirty heavy bags, the trainer's gonna be telling you hit the bag faster, harder, do some burpees, come back up, hit the bag more. That's most you know, gyms. Yeah, that, yeah. no, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. like with most other gyms are gonna have that any boxing studio, but because we have that that intimacy in the rings, and we have such a good uh, ratio of trainers to. to yeah, now to you walk in, you got a trainer approach. You wrap your hands like a, like a real boxer, you know, when you first coming in, and then you get in that one on one time. You're learning real boxing technique, like rather than the one trainer screaming. I had to punch your bag harder and faster. Mm. You know, there's these boxing gyms are popping up every. I don't know around here, but in yeah. where we are, popping up all over. And I, th- and I, and I kind of think that's seen this humbly, like because they've seen the success of we doing. Wow, that boxing gym's smashing it. It's everywhere. We need to open a boxing gym, mm. and then they do it all completely wrong, and then they get trainers who don't really know how to teach boxing, which is good for us because. Now all yeah. these these companies are sending the trainers to us to get certified. It's not a no. genuine boxing experience, uh, but everybody wants to be the soul cycle of boxing. That's what we keep hearing. They, yeah, you know, all, I don't know if we should name studios, but everybody wants now to be the soul cycle, which is a great model. But you don't, you're not going to get that authentic boxing experience going into a place like Soul Cycle. Well, just, I was just going to say the big difference to me looks like uh, it is a gym 
operated by real boxers. We actually have real skills. Well, I was going to say, you guys actually value the the skill and the yeah, sport right. behind it versus, yeah. you know, somebody who's opening it up and saying, it's just a workout. Yeah. yeah. Let's just get you to sweat. Let's just yeah. get you to hit the bag. Yeah. Like, you guys are technicians. Just do jumping jacks in the sauna. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. Save well, the money. I think, I mean, yeah, I mean, we, we've had a lot of success with taking old boxers and making them trainers by showing them the personal training side, the mechanics, the body, nutrition. And then we've also had a lot of success, especially with the academy, taking personal trainers and teaching them the boxing. But those those boxing methods are founded in real boxing techniques. And that's another thing that's really exciting about the academy is we're developing this curriculum. So when we, long, down the road, when we do decide to expand and open you know, multiple other gyms, it's a hard, it's a hard, hard job to find trainers that do what we do. Mm-hmm. You know, you either have to take a boxer and teach them how to be a trainer, or take mm-hmm. a trainer and teach them how to do the boxing. But now that we're going to have this curriculum, it's going to make it's going to give us the system, the skeleton for building and making the trainers, you know, to go. So, so you, you don't have to necessarily look just for trainers. You can actually right. open this up as like a formula that, that somebody that's really passionate about boxing yeah. or whatever. You can really take them through the course and yeah, yeah the education of yeah. it. to, to get so that's Level one, level two. We're going to have we're going to have a whole curriculum of courses a question know. for you boys what what do you think the answer would be what would be better to do get an old boxer and teach him the trainer or get a trainer and teach them boxing trainer teaching boxing yeah. all day yeah. Yeah. not 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 it's, 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 it's like yeah. yeah it is 50 50 really. that would be my guess i don't we, know get, we, <laughs> you get you get some <laughs> coming from trainers, i'm sure you have worked with trainers you know you get some really uncoordinated trainers who oh, fucking yeah. useless yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you true. get these trainers you like that you know you, you can you, for instance you can get a nasam certification by sitting on a computer and being like taking tests yeah, yeah. You know? well i'll say okay so let me let me let me correct <laughs> let me correct i'll tell you why that was a quick response i'll tell you why we also i'll tell you why we all said trainers when you said a trainer turning into a boxer, what I envisioned, and I'm sure these guys, you guys can probably echo it, is I envisioned someone who's already a successful trainer yes. who yeah. wants right. to teach boxing. Yeah, exactly. That's why That's why I said trainer. Yeah. But if you're just taking a certified trainer who's just a certified <laughs> yeah. trainer versus yeah. just a pro boxer. Well, yeah, because, because, like because an athlete versus like a coach, you know, like there's this yeah. big discrepancy. 80% there. of those trainers end up being failures already as yeah. trainers. So yeah. they're probably not going to, if you're not going to be a good trainer, you're not going to make it. I think you have to be a good trainer first before you could even be a good boxing coach so yeah. i think because oh, i yeah. think you have to have those attributes yeah the, the empathy the motivation Communication. like growth minded found like pe- sure. people who've boxed at world level world champions have, have tried to teach boxing to somebody who's never boxed before and they've got they can't never, they haven't got There's, a clue yeah. how to yeah. even begin they don't understand to people right? right they don't, yeah. they don't and, and, and just because they've, because they've done it for years and years since they were kids and and got to a high level great but that doesn't mean that you know how to convey what you yeah. did to mm-hmm. somebody who doesn't know anything about it. Yeah, well, it's yeah. like if you asked an, uh, an astrophysicist to tell you how the universe, or whatever it is, yeah, is, they're going to sit there and like, talk right. to Neil deGrasse. He's one guy that can break it down pretty simple. <laughs> yeah. but, it's like, but it's like they're going to be speaking a different language. Yeah. So that's mm-hmm. what I think that's similar to what you're talking about. You've right. World WBC world champions first two punches they try to teach someone's a, a body shot and uppercut. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> really? well, I, I want to know what you guys, and hopefully you guys will be open enough to share this on this podcast. Because I think that I like to get into the business talk with you guys. I think you guys are in an awesome business right now and with an incredible idea. And you guys are incredible dudes and watching you guys grow it. And I know being somebody building a business too, all the things that go behind the scene and the conversations that happen. I would love to know 
what is your guys' greatest debate right now amongst each other or that you argue about like as far as direction or focus? Mm. Like what comes what to mind? Like the priority right now. What comes to yeah. mind to me right away? And you can I'm, tell me if I'm, I'm impatient. I want I just want to hire like the, the most talented people ever. And I'm like, we're at the point now where we've got a reputation and a brand. I'm like, let's just get fucking stud trainers. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. well, we've got to go through the system. Well, that's, well, yeah, that's a good idea, Glenn. Let's do it. I'm just so impatient. Sure. We're all on board you know with that. I mean? like, of like, course, we want that. <laughs> but like, you two are way more p- uh, patient about it than I am. Like, you, you two are like, oh, we'll get this guy in and we'll spend some time with him and do the workshops. And I'm just think like, about the, 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 over the, the last good year. Training? I mean, you guys don't necessarily know, but just between us, think about over the last year, two years, the most talented trainers that we've brought in from day one. Where are they now? Right, yeah. exactly, oh, and that's God. what goes back to what you said. Right, they're off doing you, their you own get thing because they're, they're, they're an A. And they're like, oh, yeah, exactly. They're an A. They're like, you know what? Mm. I'm going to do box and burning, Jim. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just going <laughs> to add an ING on this <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> I would, I would you know, even argue to say that it's not a terrible thing, and Tony and, I have ta- and I've ta- ha- Tony and I have talked about this, to say maybe not people that are A's from the beginning, but people you develop into A's. And they go out and, and branch out and do their own thing. Yeah. I know Tony really is like dislikes it, but to me it's like it's a rewarding thing. And like, look, if you're if you're that if you're that um what do you call it in Silicon Valley, the um where you, you house their nest or whatever. What's it called? Oh, incubator. Incubator. Oh, yeah. If you're the incubator oh, of all this yeah. great talent, people are gonna want to come and work for no, you. No, no. You may go out, you may be creating your own competition, but like That's they're true. gonna know, hey, that that I want to get better. That's the place to go. That's true. Yeah. Good relationships and good training. Uh, but the reason why the reason why I dislike that is because we put time, energy, effort, building mm-hmm. relationships up with these guys and yeah. giving out opportunities. Yeah, and, and and giving them like create help them create their own brand when they're, mm-hmm. they're doing absolutely nothing before they're in fitness. But then we bring them in, we teach them all, everything. Yeah, come friends with them, and then. Oh, I'm leaving. I'm going to do my own yeah. thing. But I, like, bet you they, I bet you they all failed, though. Well, well, it depends. Yeah. How, I, I, yeah. think, I think it, it's it's yeah. case by case. It depends how people leave and what they do after. I think I think a lot of people have a hard time being 100% transparent and honest sure. and upfront and saying, look, I want to go and do my own thing. Right. Yeah. I, I, I value everything that you've given me and, and approach it in that you know respect you know being honest and upfront you'd get way further you'd still have that God, that relationship yeah. behind you going into whatever yeah. you're doing but, we're, we're also, but people yeah. have a real fear about being open and honest like that and they'll tell you something else and right. like oh it's, shit it's another- and then it appears weeks and months down the line that they're not doing what they told you and you're like what the fuck you know right. what I mean well, it's like another reality we have to kind of just come to grips with is we are in the fitness industry how many people are trainers for 30 years Right. Most people use trainer. They're a trainer. Like we, you all were all trainers, right? How much training do you do now? Yeah. Like okay. nobody, nobody's a personal trainer for life. Mm. Not a very few. Yeah, very, very few. few. Probably less than a percent of all personal trainers train for more than 20, 20 plus years. It's the nature of Simmons. the beast. Yeah. It's just, it's just, there's the turnover. It's just like waiters and waitresses. Like there's just turnover. It's just going to happen. It's but just what, the nature of what it. you were saying though is, I mean, we experience all the time. You bring people on, train and develop them. They think it's easy because they right. don't realize all the work mm. that goes into they're doing They're getting it. fed all and, day. And yeah, they're like, yeah. oh, I'm going to go open my own personal training studio. Yeah. Yeah. And right. I would tell these people, like, you're not going to succeed. Like, if you if you aren't the absolute best trainer in this entire company, you're not going to – there's no way you can make it on your own because it's 10 million times harder. Even if they are I, the best trainer, they may not have the, the, the other assets yeah. and attributes even then, it takes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I've been with these two since day one, right before the gym even opened. And the amount of times I've been asked, like, why, what, do you want to, no, just start your own gym or your own uh, box and burn gym? Or you, you know, I'm like, nope. 
<laughs> I've I seen see all the I see all the work and stress. <laughs> I got, I've seen what they've gone through for the last you know five six years, and I'm like, you know, more power to you. Another yeah. thing that's frustrating: we had a guy uh, a couple of months ago. We trained him. He had no boxing experience. We trained him up, uh, and he was telling us, "Oh, this is the last job I want. I fucking love it here. It's great and all that." And uh, he, we put him on classes, and he was doing really well. We we put so much time, energy, money into him, and then one day. No, I'm not making enough money. I'll quit. Oh, it's yeah. like fuck, <laughs> fuck, cunt. The guy from England. Uh, you, you know what? It, it's gonna oh, happen. Oh, oh. It's gonna happen. That was where you made your mistake. No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> it, it's you gonna get into this with him. No. It's it's gonna happen to you guys. The, and the better you guys become, the more often it's gonna happen. Let's be honest. The better leaders That's a good you become. Problem to have. It is a good problem. And here's and here's the way you have to look at it and the attitude you have to have because. You're right. There's going to be quite a few of them that do that. And inside you're like, you know what? Fuck that motherfucker. But you can't have that attitude because you know right. what? It's going to you take, always look take for your talent, eye off the ball. Well, it's also it, all it takes. You. All it takes. We think of it this way. If you're dealing with all these A players, okay, these are higher higher echelon guys and girls that you're meeting that, you know, get some development underneath you, take that and then continue to rise up doing their own thing or whatever. You know, you keep a good relationship, and this is why I always say your true net worth is your net circle. Is they they're part of your still part of your circle. You do a good job of, and I still to this day mentor many trainers that have have worked for me years and years ago. And the way I look at it is this: like if I'm really good to them, and I don't do it with the intentions of getting something in return, I'm just telling you this is what's happened in my experience. Is that guy or girl that goes on five, ten years later and makes it huge? you know, one of those will end up giving credit back to you or potentially be able to give you a hand. Some, I mean, you guys know we're in this business now of the virtual world and social media and email lists and all that shit. Like how great would it be that, yeah, this guy was with, you know, say I come work for you guys. I fucking blow it out the water, making all kinds of money. And then I'm like, Hey guys, I'm going to go do my own thing. Maybe I do the boxing thing for a while. Maybe go find TV. Who fucking knows what I do, but I get huge and I'm still in good relations with you yeah, guys. That's and, what it's all about. Right. Yeah. To do a favor for you. Yeah, no big deal. You want me to email or tell my people or give you a yeah. shout out? I mean, so. Mm-hmm. Like Kev said before, question for you boys, is like no one wants to be a trainer for 30 years. If if this is not their career goal, how do you keep them motivated? Well, yeah. we, we came well, back to that conversation. Are, like, are, they gonna, are we going to motivate them? Are we going to keep them motivated? Or are they just inherently motivated people? I, I, yeah, it, and it's going to be individual for each. But what I loved, let me tell you what I loved about your guys' facility more than anything else, and uh, the knock I have on the Orange Theories, the Soul Cycles, all these other things. Because think about all those class settings, and you, including you guys, it attracts the similar type of person, right? A trainer, a motivator, somebody like that. So we can agree on that. So you guys all kind of get that. But what you guys offer that I think is unique and the, the the nice piece is it does allow them to have their own little private business where they can train clients one-on-one. Yeah. And they can build the hell out of that. Yeah, and they can yeah. build the hell out of that. And right. I feel like that is your real, that's your secret sauce to me. I, and when I, when I walked in and I saw your place, that yeah. was what was most impressive to me. Yeah. And when I, and my, the way my brain works, I went like, Oh, cause that is the biggest challenge. I've been somebody who's ran big boxes. I've had small facilities like orange theories. I know what it's like to have those trainers in there. The ones that get great teacher classes, they do end up all. But if I had a place for them to privately train, cause what, that's what most of them go do is they know they can make most of them leave cause they make you a lot of money. And then they realize, Oh my God, I could be making all this money for myself. Now, right. if you're helping them do that through their own private business that they have. A, the but ability. the problem with that is, and what we see now as well, so that they're doing that great for, for a year, and then it's like, these are taking 
this percentage off me for this, I can be doing this show by myself in a, in a but different. But what? Gym. Then they don't have the platform. They and don't have uh, the exactly. No, I'm not. But, but we, I'm saying we yeah. see it happening. Yeah. So it's like now nah, these they're taking 40, 50 percent off us of our private training money. They shouldn't be doing like they don't get it, and then they're paying tax yeah. on top of that. Yeah. So now we have them. Have them listen to Mind Pump. We talk about this all the time. Literally, yeah. that yeah. that trainers leave these big box gyms or these other facilities that, that literally feed them right. opportunities and clients. Right. And then they, they do the math. This is called trainer math. It's horrible math. <laughs> I'm, oh, I, I, I train 40 sessions a week. I make, you know, you know, 50 bucks an hour. I could be making the full session rate, 90 bucks an hour. Look how much money I could be making. Right. Even if I train, you know, 10 less clients, I'm still going to make this much money. Right. And then they go off on their own and they fail. Yeah. Because they fail miserably. Or they, or they, or they initially year, have six months. Clients, yeah, initially, it. but then yeah. they fall off and it's like, wait, how am I going to replace those people? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. As no, soon as they get out, no like, machine. Okay, or so apart, right. apart from listening to Mind Pump, how can, <laughs> how can we tell them about that like yeah. you, listen you're going to feel like well either we- that or let's let's talk about how do you guys have that structures uh, structured I'm, I'm, I'm interested to hear the scale because what i would do is if i had a trainer who's performing really well in my classes and he's driving a lot of revenue or her driving a lot of revenue to my business and then in addition to that they're also a private training i would create some sort of a pay scale that's structured mm-hmm. that encourages them to be good at those things because i'm going to pay you more money over here yes. for being well, but it's something we've talked about <clears throat> but before we go i want to go back to for a minute you mentioned that trainer that we invest all this time in yeah and something that we've gotten a lot better at and i'm sure you guys can relate to this but if we really paid attention, there's some telltale signs along the ways where we kind of could, if we really paid attention and we picked those up, we could kind of see the direction mm-hmm. this guy was going. Mm-hmm. Same with the other, uh, should I say German guy? You yeah, know, like, yeah. we knew, there's another trainer of ours that we had that, that left, but like we knew from, from almost day one, <laughs> if we had just listened, if we had just trust saw them. and like, Hey, me and him are US citizens now, by uh, the way, so we can say, oh, so it's, it's a hard thing to like, listen to those, those signs that you see and say, okay, let's just cut it off now. Let's just cut the umbilical cord yeah. and get rid of them. And so that's a really, really hard thing to do because again, we're a gym that needs a lot of trainers. So mm. it's like, how do we just cut these people? You, re- you replace you guys, them first. That's, yeah. not, that's, yeah. the, that's what you yeah. do. Well, if I had a staff and I saw some problems with some potential problems, mm-hmm. even though they were still doing good, yeah. in my mind, I'm already replacing them with someone else yeah. just in case. Worst exactly. case scenario, yeah. I got another good employee. Yeah. And then yeah. to answer your point, Tony, what you asked about, how do you discourage them from see, thinking the grass is green around the other side? My, my question to somebody who's thinking about doing that would be, well, do you have a good following? Are you really good at marketing? Mm-hmm. Are you good at promoting yourself? Are you on top of your social media and your email outreach and all this kind of shit? If you're not, then it's not an option. And a lot of trainers, like what we mentioned back at the beginning aren't great at that kind of stuff. They're not marketing even type brains. They they're just good at it. They just, want to put the time and effort into exactly, doing it. Exactly. And it's going to, yeah. it's going to take a lot of time and energy in on the marketing side to be able to get that build and grow and grow to where you were we when just, you were inside the gym. We just had an episode recently um, talking about tech and social media and when's it too early to start, blah, blah, blah. But you just said something that makes me want to ask you guys, um, is this something you guys take into consideration when you hire someone's social media presence? Do you guys look at that? No, you don't. No, do you think we should? You I know, mean, I mean, we we look at it. I look at it to see if the out with girls or whatever, like drinking all the time. And well, do you that. know an example of your guys' business? So I like to always look at like other businesses that are similar to your model that may be using this strategy. Uh, are you guys familiar with uh, Barry's boot camps? Yeah, mm-hmm. sure. So they use that. They're SoulCycle would too, I'd imagine, right? 
So. I don't I don't know enough about SoulCycle to know. That. I do know Barry's Boot Camp. They are they are heavily into their trainers' right. uh, social exactly, media. Right. Yes, yeah. and part of part it, that's part of your job description right. is posts and doing and they actually actually spend time from the leadership side we, developing that. We, we've spent so, a lot of time, or Tony spent a lot of time trying to build their skills and knowledge and awareness of how important that side of their, their jobs and their career is. You know, we've had speakers come in and say, you know, you be on top of your shit with this stuff, do this, do that, giving like, you know, practical tips on how they can grow their following and build their presence. And a lot of, a lot of people, a lot of trainers that we deal with, they don't really jump on it and see the importance of it. They just kind of see it as, oh, no. well, that's not really for so, me. I'm a trainer. No, so, but if they come on, if they come and apply and they already have. Right, it's part of their job well, description. So, so, huge. This so, is what, they do this really well. Some A way that you guys can start to kind of implement that now uh, so it's not like totally rocking the boat. I, I know you guys got video guys that are kind of following you around more. I would, you know, schedule him. I'd pay him for a day where he's going to – on my busiest day of trainers and coaching, and he would be walking around taking great shots of my trainers, teaching the classes, and then he I would upload it into a Dropbox that uh, all my trainers have access to. So now you're handing them good-looking, high-definition pictures of themselves teaching in your yeah. facility, mm-hmm. and you can already, if you want to get to the next step, you can have a guy, if you have the, mm-hmm. the funds to do this, a little bit of an investment, and then you brand it. You can mm-hmm. put your Box yeah. and Burn logo, whatever on it. But if it's a high-resolution high image of themselves, so uh, where this comes from, this is part of our strategy. So we have guys like yourself who come in and you know part of our teams, and we're actually putting together an actual packet for this. So real soon here, uh, you know, fast forward a couple months, you guys would come here. Taylor would hand you guys a packet and in the packet actually gives you a social media strategy on how to use the photos and the videos I'm about to provide all edited and done for you. Right. And how nice is that, right? Yeah, class. Right. Really I don't gotta push you and say, Hey Tony, we're, could you please post about me this well, week or that? We're doing some of that in the academy. Yeah, in the in the level two academy, we do a big thing on social media marketing and mm. helping trainers how to promote yourself because it is a massive thing. But and uh, it's so fucking frustrating to me because I'm huge on social media when trainers don't want to do that. Like, mm-hmm. I've, I've tried to set them up with our camera guy to get uh, spotlight videos on them and about the career and, and about their we life. We offer to pay for it. Yeah, we offer to pay for it. I even set the time and the date and then they'll cancel. Oh, wow. And it's like, what the fuck? Yeah. We've got like this many, tr- like tons of trainers and f- and, the, and they'll not do it. It's, it's like, yeah. yeah. But, like have you guys like, thought of other strategies as far? So I look at you know your business and and like some things come to mind as far as scale is concerned. Like um, you know what we're talking about all here, it seems like great strategies for like a physical location and improving on the current status of where your business is. Have you guys thought of like you know? turning this more into like a licensing kind of a thing where you're going to go into other gyms, you're going to teach their trainers how to implement your very specific class that you've systematized completely. And now they can implement that. And, you know, this is a brand that they pay to be a part of. It's funny you should say that because that's something we've been speaking about very recently about affiliate because we do in these academies and everyone's asked us about boxing classes. How do you do your class? How, how do you structure it? How many mm. uh, stations do you have? What do you do? So it's like, we can do an affiliate, and this is something you boys may be able to help us with. Mm-hmm. 
where we go into a gym. So you might have a, a gym, whatever it's called, and they might want to put a boxing class in there. We can put a boxing burn class in there. Yeah. So right. it's not a boxing burn gym. Right. But this Branded, gym's got a, it's the way you guys do yeah. it, it's an everything. Affiliate, yeah. yeah. And they pay us a monthly fee and then they'll come and get the trainers. I train see a lot of opportunities. I think that would be a yeah. lot easier to scale like Justin. Oh, my God. Yeah. And then you, you want to talk about potential, like, yeah. you know, body pump and Tybo. And yeah, all Les these. Mills killed it. You guys should just oh, go Les through Mills, that. Yeah, yeah. Huge. yeah, so this is something I'd love to talk to you about. After, because I know you are all smart bastards and you should be able to help us with that. <laughs> one one <laughs> thing, so speaking of potential, speaking about. the potential of that, I watched the 60 Minutes with uh, the cross, CrossFit guy, the guy that found Glassman. Yeah, Glassman, Glassman, yeah. And in that, it mentions how he's made the majority of his money from lawsuits from people who've tried to start CrossFit gyms. So he's made oh, a shitload wow. of money from so the CrossFit franchise, yeah. Yeah. but then he's made even more money I've from suing people who've tried to do CrossFit and it's not part of his it's, franchise. Well, it's actually so not, it's like, what we're going to yeah. do is we're just going to go around the whole world, right? And if there's a boxing class <laughs> in that gym, we're like, yeah. is this box and burn trail? Is this, is this part <laughs> of the terrible. franchise? No, it's not. All right, see you in court. You must have some really good attorneys. How do you say that you have specific uh ownership over a how to do a squat in a, with a clean how, how do you right. how do you i don't know how you must have some really he's good got it, he's well it would be it, it would be the systems that you guys would do right that's what you would do yeah, you'd you have would, to have exactly, your signature yeah. system yeah you'd have a, a, but a, a yeah but even then i feel like it would be really hard to enforce those i mean clearly it works if he's done it but yeah. going back to what you said before about the question about if the trainers are performing uh, can you reward them higher? Yeah. So another thing Kev done, it's absolutely amazing. Uh, I think it's even better than Kev thinks, is a tier system. Do you want to tell me about the tier system, how we do that, Kev? Yeah, I mean, essentially it's just, it's, it's you know, it determines your rate, what you make per class, uh, and it ranges from, I guess we could say the amounts, don't really matter, anywhere from 18 to $30 a class, depending on your tier, and then you can make anywhere from 40 to 60%, depending on your tier. And so there's different, there's other, there's other things involved, like once you get to tier two, there's a $500 bonus. Once you do tier three, there's a $1,000 bonus. Just give them a little, but That's it's also volatile. It can go up and down. So it's based on performance uh, and leadership skills, but it's also based on your education. So your certifications, uh, mm-hmm. workshops, other things you do. Obviously, the the, the, the education side of it is not going to be volatile. It's not going to move up mm-hmm. or down too much unless you let your, your certification expire. But it holds you more accountable in the classes and, and you know, as far as you know, showing leadership skills and, and performing and, and doing what you're supposed to be doing and what's to be expected. Every quarter we have performance evaluations and we bring them in. All the leaders will train, will, will score the, the trainers they work with the most. And again, depending on their score, they can either go up or they can go down. And so it's just kind of uh, something that they can keep in the back of their mind. Like every quarter I have the opportunity to go up and here. And with, and the, with the two things, the performance and the education, because you could have a very educated trainer who's not performing in classes, mm-hmm. so yeah. he doesn't get rewarded for it. Mm-hmm. Or you'll get a guy who's yeah. really performing in classes, uh, but his education's low, yeah. so, so he can always build up. Has to be equally sense. weighted. Mm-hmm. Like we, so, we value education a lot. It's super important, but we also value that performance very much. So we equally weight them and so it's kind of, you know, it, it, it keeps That's smart. people... It's a very honest. similar structure to... we had. Yeah, 24 yeah. used to do the exact same thing for every certification. You used to bump up mm-hmm. uh, three, mo- or three more dollars per hour that you made, yeah. and then for the amount of hours of clients that you've trained, every time you hit a new mark, you got a new override bonus. So yeah. very, very similar. No, I think it, it's a very it, smart strategy. It's great because you could have a guy who's got a degree in, you know, physiology or whatever, but it doesn't make him valuable to our gym. 
Yeah. You know, whereas a guy who knows the gym inside out, knows exactly how to execute a perfect class, knows all the members on first name terms, but his knowledge is still pretty, mm. you know, he's still building his knowledge. You know, that's way more valuable to the to the gym. How, how often are you guys holding the certifications like you are in our place? How often are those happening? I think we'll have done 12 this year. Oh, uh, wow. wow. Fantastic. Yeah, mm-hmm. and every single one sold out. You're I mean, kidding me? Yeah, we've got, we've got three left, yours and then two more. Uh, but yeah, they've all sold out. We've been to Denver, Vegas, that even sold out. We have four Austin. more. Four more. Oh, oh, it is? Phoenix yeah. next weekend. Wow. Phoenix, Phoenix next weekend. And then so, Orlando. Yeah, Orlando. We've been all, we've been all over. Uh, and yeah, I mean, it's great. The response we're getting is fantastic. And the words like spreading, we're uh, in with Onnit. Onnit's help promoters a lot as well. We've been to their place. We certified all the Onnit Academy trainers, all oh, the guys wow. who work down there. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's it's picking up, and like I said, because popular uh, boxing's getting more and more popular, but no one really knows how to teach it correctly. So when they search for someone to teach it, we that come up number one. And speaking of systems, the academy, the certification mm-hmm. course, it's not just like a one day course. Like, oh, here's how you teach boxing. It's like we're giving you a, an actual blueprint and a system, so that if you get someone who comes to you and says, "Look, I want to learn how to box. I want to hit pads." It's like, okay, well, here's exactly how you're going to teach that person who's never boxed before. Every single time, you've got an exact science and system. You guys are really, you guys it. are really tackling two mega monsters at one time. When you think about it, like the building these these brick and mortar gyms and operating them with thirty plus trainers and potentially adding more to that. Also, while building this incredible education system and certification system that you guys are building right now, each of those are huge businesses yeah. by themselves. And a huge project that we're doing now, it's been ongoing for like six months, is putting the certification course online mm-hmm. so people can learn at their own time. We're getting people from Australia, from mm-hmm. India, from all around the world wanting to do the certification course. And now we can do it online, so they'll watch videos, then they'll then they'll submit videos to us, like how to wrap a hand, they'll watch the wrap that, and then mm. they'll answer questions on it. They'll submit a video to us, we'll say yes or no, then I'll go on the next part of the... the they have uh, to answer questions as well, yeah. Answer, answer, videos, answer part, questions. Like, first and, section, they, they submit videos, we give feedback, but then every after every video, we'll have questions. Yeah. So Is the online certification the same as the in-person one? Yeah. they weighted the same? The curriculum's it, the same. It, it is, it, yeah, it's exactly the same, but obviously in-person's better. Mm. You know, I you get like to meet him. Yeah. <laughs> do you guys make? Do you make it to all of them? Do yeah, I've been to every single. We've, we've all been to every single three one. Three of us teach every every live course. Yeah. Oh wow, you guys are handling. You guys are fucking awesome. awesome. Yeah. yeah, we love I it. Mean, it's something that actually, speaking of the tier system, we have implemented. Like you reach that elite tier, the top tier. Now you can travel with us for the academies and help us teach them because they've gone through the whole curriculum and they they kind of know the system, but. Eventually, we'd like to have enough trainers at the elite level where we can start to send them out. And it's just, it's it's fun. It's Once you do it a few times, it becomes very easy. But you also get to tra- travel to different cities, you know, go out to eat. You know, everything's paid for us. So it's a nice little incentive for them to kind of go. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, that's another thing for them that... Uh, what might motivate them like is is yeah you can travel with through academy and I think the next level up from being a personal trainer is teaching other personal trainers what you're an expert at so yeah we're getting lots of success what, what kind of feedback have you guys been getting from trainers who've done your certifications in the past who are now just yeah. you know utilizing it like I said a, a big one is uh, retaining clients because clients the if they've never boxed before they wanna they wanna learn how to box and then they get they get in good at it and then they want to get better so they want to come back the next day and do it again then they want to come back the next day and do it again as well as people earning more money through putting boxing programs into their facilities if they're a business owner so not only, oh, go not, ahead. not only retention but also you're, you're you're increasing your exposure to potential clients 
because now you've opened uh, several more doors to, to clients. Like before you said, okay, this client wants to do personal training, fitness training, but they also want to box. I can't train that person. So now they've increased their exposure to who they can actually work with. Well, walk us through uh, October 7th here at Mind Pump Studios. What is it, What does that day look like for somebody who, who enrolls and comes to this class? How do you start the class to walk me all the way through every step? Yeah, so we, the, the first thing we do is talk about, talk about the, the importance of safety and hand wrapping. You know, you need to wrap your client's hands because if you don't wrap your client's hands correctly and you try and teach them boxing, they're going to get injured. So I'm assuming, do you guys provide wraps for everybody yeah, too? So everyone, you have all the- yeah, everyone gets a free pair of hand wraps. Uh, and then we, like I say, we, we teach them how to wrap, wrap hands correctly so your clients don't get injured. Because if your client get injured, they're not going to come back and mm-hmm. train with you, you're not going to earn the money. So we do that. Then we go over a boxing-specific warm-up. So you're going to make fun of me. Uh, go ahead. It's fine because yeah. I, <laughs> I, I know I wasn't a fucking boxer. So because that what you just said right there, I don't know how to wrap. So I used to make my clients get those gel inserts. How bad? Yeah. How bad is no, that? No, they, they're, they're okay. It's okay. Right. Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. a joke. Oh. I approve. I approve. <laughs> yeah, they're not, they're not as good as hand wraps. Sorry, you call me an asshole. It's all right. I'm not a trainer anymore. I'll do that shit. But but as well, when you're wrapping someone's hands, that gives you the opportunity to connect with them. You've got you get holding their hand. You're wrapping them up. You can talk to them. And right, right. You know, build out. It's kind of cool too. Let's be honest. Yeah. yeah. If I've never fought before and I'm sitting backwards on a chair and you're wrapping me up, exactly. Me oh, yeah. 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 Yeah, you hype just thinking about it. <laughs> so you build that emotional relationship and then they feel like badasses. Now they've got the wraps on, like, fuck, they feel legit. And then we go through a boxing-specific warm-up where uh, Kevin or Glenn will take them through that. Then from there, we, we t- teach them how to box because it's very important that you know how to box before you go ahead and try and teach it. Right. Like It if sounds so, so obvious, but nobody else does that. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you see these trainers, they, they think they know hold the mitts, but I'm gonna, if you ask them when you step left, why do you step with your left foot first? They've got no idea of the answer, you know? So we, we teach you how to box, and then we teach you how to shadow box and, and tell you the uh, the benefits of shadow boxing. Then we go into uh, uh, how to teach other people who's never boxed before. That's the kind of the main thing, like teaching someone who's never boxed before right. how to box. We've got the system down. You know, I was thinking the other day, we, we've, we've taught and taught people how to box over 25,000 people in the last five, five or six years. Like we, so we, again... We've figured out the, the best way to do this, and that's what we give them. It's like our, our trade secret, really, mm-hmm. how to teach someone how to box who's never boxed before. We, we kind of did it with Justin when, yeah. we, were, when we were here mm-hmm. before, but we, we break it down even more. And today. Was he a good yeah. student? <laughs> no, Come on, man. No, he was. He was. He was. <laughs> fucking guy. You know what? Kev, Kev had an ice pack yeah. on his shoulder. Yeah, oh, he never like, told you about that. <laughs> what, a lot of, what a lot of people don't, don't realize either is there's also, we were talking about this earlier outside yeah. the studio, there's a technique to holding pads too. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. A lot yeah. of trainers don't know that. They think no. it's just yeah. the teaching the boxing, but if you've ever held pads for someone and you don't know how to move with it and you hurt, you get hurt. You end up hurting your wrists and, and your shoulders. Yeah. So well, I've, skill and timing and technique involved. I have get good at it. I've yeah. hit pads. Where I've been around boxing since I was ten years old for like forever, like over 20, 23 years. I've hit pads with the best boxing trainers in the world you can think of, and I'm not just saying this. I'm not blowing smoke up his ass, but Kev is better at holding mitts than anyone. No, I swear down, he is. Than anyone I've ever I've ever trained with before. And like I say, I've worked with the, the, the best of the best uh, Olympic trainers and all that. And then Kev goes over how to hold pads correctly because it's about resistance, height, your balance, your stance. Uh, timing. Do, time, timing is, is the big thing. And Kev breaks it down in, in such a way that makes it easy for you to... Uh, 
to be able to teach other people yeah. you know how to hold the mitts in like I said it's great when you hear that popping sound like you, you I mean you hit mitts with Kev today you see how good it is oh yeah, yeah, you yeah, made, yeah. You, you made yeah, you feel good it made me good. snap made me feel yeah. like I had some power there why am I the one without the headphones man what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, what, what, once you get comfortable with that as well then it's like and we talk about this in the level 2 course which is a little bit more advanced but once once you get to a certain point there's a whole world of creativity with it all that, that mm-hmm. just kind of opens up like with just thinking about different combinations and you, you know once you start to really understand boxing it just becomes limitless on where you can take it and, and what that's a do. big thing that we see is you don't have to have been a boxer to be able to teach boxing you've got to understand it some of the the my boxing trainers who got me to be as successful as I was through boxing Bobby Butte my first boxing trainer He'd never boxed a day in his life and he coached me to be a European champion. Then from there, I went on to the uh, Olympic world-class program. I trained for eight years. It was an eight-year training program for the 2008 Olympics. The performance director was called Terry Edwards, the most successful amateur boxing coach of all time. Again, he'd never boxed a day in his life, but he understood how to box. Wow, I did not know that. That's fascinating. Amazing. And and, and with that being said, we we tell people that doesn't mean that you're going to leave here after October 7th and yeah. be able to start teaching Olympians because you're not. <laughs> <laughs> but we give you the tools yeah. that you need to go out there and practice and, and, and work work with to get better and better and better and start retaining your clients. And one more thing that we that we give everyone on the day is access to an online video library because we learn a lot in one day. It's I mean, it's impossible to learn to be a great boxing instructor just after one day. You can be yeah. good but we give you access to an exclusive video library with everything on well, that. Just we to remember it too, because I'm exactly. sure, yeah, you learn it there, but like, yeah, yeah even remember the so combos. It, and all that. You, might be, you might be teaching a client and think, what did Kevin say about the resistance or, or, yeah. or the, the height of the, the boxing stance or whatever? You go to the video library and it's mm. exactly, it's there, you know? And it's good having that after because I'm, I know what it's like doing certification courses and it's like you get all inspired the day after and you're like, oh, I'm going to do this all oh, week. Shit, what was and that? then it kind of, yeah. <laughs> it drifts off a little bit. But if you've got that online library, it's like, oh, you can you can keep up yeah. on that, that excitement of it. But um, not only is it just teaching people to understand uh, boxing fundamentals and, and understanding how it works, but we go into detail about how to coach it as well, you know, like positive reinforcement and just coaching basics and getting people to, to speed on, on that side. So have you boxed before? Yeah. Uh, very, very, very little. I, I have a little bit. I've hit pads, but it's been years and it was for maybe six months at the most. So, right. Yeah. He's our most athletic one. We yeah, have right. Yeah. He's got yeah. the best six part, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah, he does. <laughs> I'm, I'm all show, no he go. He does. Um, yeah. But, I, you know, it's, it's, it's great to see um, in the fitness sphere – uh, people like you guys succeeding for many reasons. Number one, you guys are great. You guys are great guys, but also because there's an integrity behind what you're doing. Um, many times in fitness, you see people teaching courses or classes or trainers who don't have integrity in their craft. And what I like about what you guys are doing is your certification is based on boxing. It's not based on workout. Not that that's a bad thing. That's a great thing because the workout is a side effect, but you get the good technique. You get the fundamentals because it's taught by real actual boxers yeah. which is uh, i don't that's the big difference it's very rare if yeah. i'm if, correct me if yeah. i'm wrong i think that's the big difference right between you guys yeah well we, and we, everywhere else. we teach that like you see we, we do we teach real boxing it's not just a workout so we teach real boxing and it goes a long long way because all these other fitness boxing classes are not not doing that you know that i went to one uh, fitness class before and they were teaching us a a one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, fucking nine, twelve, <laughs> and I'm like, what the hell? Like I went in, they didn't know who I was, and never knew I never boxed before, and the 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 
Ed Trainer was terrible. And I was like, wow. I just wanted to see how other people done it. And this is a local place in Santa Monica. And I was like, wow. Well, I remember we used to teach it at, uh, so when we worked for 24 Hour Fitness, God, this was, fuck, 10 years ago. They added a boxing class. And it was the most, it was packed. Yeah. Packed. And I remember the first time I went and checked it out to see it being taught. And I was like, I don't, I know very little about boxing. I've had, but you um, know enough to see what's right. Bullshit. Like so, I, you know, I held, I, I've held pads uh, for a couple of buddies of mine that boxed, and they've taught me some things here and there. And you know, for about a year of my life, like you know, three, four times a week, I was boxing and, and training with my buddy. But by no means do I know what the fuck I'm doing. <laughs> but I know enough to know when somebody else doesn't know, knows yeah. less than me. Right. <laughs> yeah. And so I would walk in this class, and I was like. Oh my God! Like this is this is the tra- this is the trainer now teaching all these people. Like it's not about mechanics. None of right. things about. It's just yeah. about cardio. It's yeah, just the about thing is, cardio. Even with that the, the the shit technique and all that, you'll still get a good workout. But if I walk into a gym and I want a personal trainer, and I see Bob in the corner there teaching someone who's just looks shit, then I see you over there. I see Glenn in the corner whose client looks really good, mm. and I want to do boxing. I'm going to go and ask Glenn yeah. how much he charges because he looks second. like he knows how to box. Exactly, his clients looking good and looking sharp. Now, now, correct me if I'm wrong, because you said even if you have crappy boxing, you're going to get a good workout. However. Just like with running, people will go run and they'll just be like, well, I don't care if I run good or not. I yeah. just want to sweat and whatever. Yeah. And that's why There's people also, hate running, by the that's, way. That, I know that. That's the main like, reason no, why. I hate running. Well, you don't know you how don't to run. Doing it right. yeah. <laughs> but with, with boxing, yeah, besides the fact that you're sweating or whatever, isn't the, learning the technique properly, doesn't it give you more longevity as well? Isn't oh, part yeah, of the technique yeah. rooted in being able to move your body sure. in a way that's optimal? Yeah, definitely. Sure. And then there's less chance you're going to get injured as well. Yeah. Right. You know? There's right. also a certain level of understanding. You got to know that you know, when you're working with somebody within five sessions, they're not going to be great boxers. It doesn't, I mean, you have to progress them and you have to move them forward and make sure that they're, they're always learning new things. So, you know, just understanding that, you know, no one's ever going to have perfect form. Mm-hmm. Everyone can always have a better jab or better cross, whatever, you know, that's kind of a theme for us in our classes. We want to teach real boxing and real boxing technique, but at the same time, like people are there to have fun and, sure. and to, and to get a great workout. But ultimately are they going to be great boxers in the first week or two? No, it's a, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's not a sprint. It's a marathon kind of mm-hmm. thing. So, yeah. if we have their commitment and and, and we have the, they have the understanding, they're going to come here. They're going to get a great workout. They're going to have fun. They're going to feel better after. They'll get they'll become good boxers over yeah. time. And that's you know, what we see. That them three things like why people come back. The number one reason they come back to box and burn is because they have fun and they're enjoying it. The number two reason is uh, it's a great, amazing workout. That's not the number one, that's number two. The number three reason is to learn to box. Now, if you try and teach them too much how to box, and that, that might take the fun out of it, because, like, sure. like he said, like they're not going to be perfect. So if you, if you nice stand there balance, for a huh? full yeah. hour, yeah. trying to teach them how to perfect the job, uh, it's, it's going to take the fun out of it, and they're not going to mm. really want to box. But if they're doing one thing, if they're doing something like where they're punching with their hands open, obviously you got to correct that because they're going to end up getting injured. Like you got to put a stop to things like that immediately. Yeah. But as long as they're not doing anything that's going to really, you know, increase their exposure to, to injury, you know, and we are, we're giving them the right techniques. We're reinforcing them over and over. We're holding them accountable. Not many people are going to get that right away. Mm-hmm. But eventually, knowing we have some time. Just almost punching out a deer. What do you mean? You were punching hard. It was all right. Yeah, you were <laughs> yeah. I mean, he was making me yeah sound like I was punching hard. Yeah. Well, I was just going to make that point. Actually, there's <laughs> oh, okay. a skill. Yeah. There's a skill yeah. to making people that who aren't very Kevin. good look 
pretty good. <laughs> and, yeah, and thanks, you, man. I could give you a hands-on yeah. later. Well, we should probably yet, do so. like a little YouTube clip <laughs> or something about this. You hear that, Taylor? I want to like, do. I want to do that. I want to shoot a video how to make a shitty boxer look good. Okay. Yeah. And, and we'll use Sal as an example. It'll be go. Perfect. Yeah. It'll be. I'll be. And then and I'll go. All right. You you feel good now, right? You look good. And then I'll show you like how it's like. No, it's just the training making you look good. That's kind of a skill of it. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Wow. So let's talk about October seventh here. We got you guys coming. You three are coming to teach the class. Then yeah, we'll be here. Wow, that's fantastic. What is the? How does it work? What is the cost? I know they're going. You guys are going to have a maybe a code or something. Yeah, we're going to create a code for uh, your listeners for forty eight hours after this podcast is released. So you believe. which so we'll, get, we'll give you the code and the intro when we record. Yeah, that I also believe that we could probably do a direct link, probably right to a landing page or something that where they can probably go straight into. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, cool. That. So the price of the course, the one deal course, it's only uh, three ninety seven. But with your code, they're going to get it for two ninety seven, which is a fucking bargain. Oh, nice. You know? uh, and then with that, they get the CEUs for NASAM, ES, ISSA, EF. AA, I AFA. think it's called. Yeah. AFA, yeah. Mm. Uh, so they get the CEUs for that, and then they get access to our online video library. They get a certified boxing T-shirt. They get the hand wraps. They get a notepad, pens. High-res photos see, from the see, day. See, the thing is, right, we, it, might, it might sound crazy, but we're not doing this to make money, to, 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 to get rich. We're doing it, well, one, we love it, but we, we're doing it for, for the brand as well. Mm-hmm. But we absolutely love doing it. And we the results that we're seeing, we're getting from people, I mean, it, it's great. Mm. Like, like That's why you see some courses is like, a grand and on its courses are like eleven hundred dollars, you know, and like we like we charging like three four hundred dollars. So, and our courses are fucking great as well. Well, I think anything that's if anything that's going to give you give your clients value is worth investing in. This yeah. is definitely definitely one of those things. It's uh it's fun. It's different. And if you look like you know what you're doing and you're holding mitts for someone and you're in a gym, yeah. you're, it's like a nice little commercial for you. Right. you know, you're yeah, probably yeah. going to get more clients And as I, well. I did see we're not doing it for the money, but next year we're going to put the prices up. We're going to put up $100, so it's going to go to... Uh, then uh, it is for money. <laughs> <laughs> next year, this, this, this year we've been... We've exposed, exposed yourself. Yeah. 12, 12 times. We haven't made a keeping fucking penny. Re- hey, keeping it real. <laughs> I think. We haven't made a fucking penny. We haven't made a fucking penny. $1,500. So next year, yeah. yeah. The following year. <laughs> next year we're going to get you. Yeah, next year. Hurry up, everybody. Well, excellent. Well, I know you guys did some videos, so hopefully that'll be up by the time we air this episode and that'll be up at our on our channel oh, yeah. uh, mind pump tv on uh, on youtube and uh, it's always a pleasure talking to you guys man yeah thanks, thanks for having, having, us. having us on yeah, yeah i really appreciate this Look, looking forward to october we'll all be around here too yeah. so i'm yeah, looking yeah. forward to that i want to take that class yeah sure. that'll be cool yeah it's gonna you be awesome me up though. look forward to meeting <laughs> everyone and yeah you can go to uh, boxingburnacademy.com and find out more about it excellent yeah. thank you thanks boys thanks, thanks thank you for listening to mind pump If your goal is to build and shape your body, dramatically improve your health and energy, and maximize your overall performance, check out our discounted RGB Super Bundle at mindpumpmedia.com. The RGB Super Bundle includes MAPS Anabolic, MAPS Performance, and MAPS Aesthetic. Nine months of phased expert exercise programming designed by Sal, Adam, and Justin to systematically transform the way your body looks, feels, and performs. With detailed workout blueprints and over 200 videos, the RGB Super Bundle is like having Sal, Adam, and Justin as your own personal trainers, but at a fraction of the price. The RGB Super Bundle has a full 30-day money-back guarantee, and you can get it now plus other valuable free resources at mindpumpmedia.com. If you enjoy this show, please share the love by leaving us a five-star rating and review on iTunes and by introducing Mind Pump to your friends and family. We thank you for your support, and until next time, this is Mind Pump.